Activia offers a range of yogurts which are a delicious way to look after your gut health. From the fruit range with carefully selected ingredients to no added sugar and 0% fat offering, as well as a cereals range, there's an Activia for everyone. Made with a unique blend of five ferments creating an irresistibly creamy texture, each pot of Activia is a source of calcium, making it the perfect addition to your daily routine. Activia helps support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry. Welcome to the Real Health Podcast with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Every single week, we look at different elements of health with guests and sometimes bring you the very top tips that can improve your health. On today's episode, I'm bringing you like 10 life-changing health swaps. What simple swaps can you make in your day that will dramatically improve your health? I'm not one for fads, I'm not one for gimmicks, but these 10 simple swaps will make a massive difference to your health. That much I can promise you. I'm 18 years personal training, nearly 27,000 sessions. I've seen absolutely everything, the good, the bad, and the indifferent. And these top 10 tips, well, they're simple swaps that I've seen that make a difference with my clients. I know they work, and I know that they're going to work for you. So let's get cracking. The very first tip, get your pen, get your paper, and write these down, because I want you to try as many of these as you can over the course of the next 7 to 10 days. My first tip is to increase the intensity of your movement as opposed to just strolling around in your comfort zone. When you're strolling, the body's not really doing a huge amount. If your walk to work is your exercise or your cycle to work, or if you're in the gym and you're quite passive, you're talking to your friend, you're getting a little bit of work done, but you're never really getting out of breath, well, guess what? You're not going to get the benefits from that movement. The body's not working hard enough to get the results you're going to see very little change. And then what happens? Well, you fall off the wagon. You're less motivated. You're less likely to succeed. And your body doesn't get results. You stop getting the results that you're trying to train for in the first place. So increase the intensity. Work harder. If it is your walk to work, a brilliant form of exercise. I'm walking's biggest fan, but only when it's done properly. You want to be walking fast enough that you're getting out of breath but can still hold a conversation just or just about. If you can talk back to me like I'm talking now, you're not walking fast enough and you're not moving hard enough. The same applies for running. The same applies for cycling, swimming, gym work. If you're in the gym listening to the podcast, which hopefully you might be, well, work that little bit harder. Get out of breath. You can get fully out of breath doing a high-intensity interval kind of session, but that's kind of uncomfortable and scares some people off. So I tend not to recommend it in terms of a health swap because it can put people off. Simply move hard enough to get slightly out of breath, but be still able to hold a conversation. It's called your talk test point, and you're going to get the benefit from that movement, and it's going to make all the change. One final tip in terms of movement is you have to love it. Find an exercise you enjoy. Life is far too short to do something that you don't like. So look for all different types of exercise. Keep searching till you find it. When you absolutely love it, that's the one to do. So my first life swap, increase your intensity and get the results. My second one is about listing and set goals. Have a purpose in life. Don't just drift along from day to day, morning to night, struggling through your day. It's a horrible way to go through what is a very short lifespan. So, simple. Put a purpose on what you do. Get your pen and paper out. 
tonight, maybe over the weekend, write down your goals in terms of personal and in terms of work and also in terms of your health. I do it every single year, at least three or four times a year, where it lists out my top three and my top five goals. I have them in the front of my diary. I have an old school diary where I write things into. And I see it every single day. When I have a bad day, or if I'm tired, or if I'm cranky, I look at those goals and it gives me direction. It gives me a reason to get out of bed at five o'clock in the morning and work as hard as I do because I've got a purpose and a structure and something to work towards. In terms of health, it can be a race, it can be a holiday. It can be a bikini. It can be a suit. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's having a target to work towards. By drifting along, you're demotivated, you're defocused, and you're far more likely to be unhealthy. People with a plan and a purpose will run rings around somebody without a purpose, regardless of talent. Effort and purpose will win every single time. So, write down your list, set your goals, make them visible, and work towards it. For me, they're in my diary. They could be in your car, they could be at home, they could be in your workplace, it doesn't really matter. Just put them somewhere where you can see them, where you can look at them, and ask yourself on the bad days, am I, is this helping me work towards my goal or not? And if it's not, do something else. How you doing so far? You okay? Well, stay with me, here we go. Here's the third one. Stand, don't sit. Just like I'm walking's biggest fan, I am standing's biggest fan. And that's not just my opinion. Over in Canada, their big push for health is to get the nation standing. We can lower your risk of cardiovascular disease. It can lower your risk of stroke, of diabetes, of all the health-related issues we get. Standing can dramatically reduce those risk factors. When you sit in a chair, if you're sitting listening to the podcast now on the bus on the way home or in your car or in work, that chair and that seat is doing all the work. The body is doing very little the posture, your core, your legs, is, there's nothing been done there whatsoever because the chair is doing all the work. By standing, your core, your muscles, your metabolic profile, your heart rate, all have to do the work. So ease into it. If you're sitting all day long, you can get a standing desk is a really simple way to do it. And Ikea have great adapters for standing desks. They're about 20 euro there or thereabouts. You can get really expensive ones which are several hundred. You can get a treadmill desk if you really want to, but IKEA will do a standing desk for in around 20, 25 euro. They are brilliant. Stand at your desk for half an hour. Don't try and stand all day tomorrow because you're going to be really sore and you'll absolutely hate me. Introduce it slowly, 30 minutes, build it up to an hour. Have a standing meeting. Have a standing lecture. Go for a walk for your meeting. By standing more, your body's doing what it's meant to do. Your feet, your muscles, your calves, your quads, your glutes, your core is doing the work. You'll burn a huge amount more calories during the day. If you're listening in and you have a tracker, like a fitness tracker or an Apple iWatch, you will burn so much more calories during the day just by standing as opposed to sitting. It's a simple change that will make a huge, huge difference to what you do. Okay, we're three in. Nothing too scary so far. If it sounds too simple, give it a try. I guarantee it's going to work. These are things I've seen time and time again make a huge, huge difference. My fourth tip is about the food that you eat. I can talk forever about food. You'll know that. But let's make it really, really simple. All I want you to do for the next seven days to feel better, to improve your skin, to lose some weight, is to color up your food. Add more color into your day in terms of what you eat. Bland foods tend to be, well, not overly nutritious very refined and not particularly good for us. So add in lots of color. So for example, it's porridge in the morning or it's eggs. It is fruit. 
it's a colorful salad. I always have some protein there too, but loads of color in the sandwich, the wrap, or the salad. With dinner, lots of colorful veg, and lots of really good fibrous brown carbohydrates. We had Orla Walsh in several, several weeks ago. This is one of her top tips as well. It's getting color. It's full of antioxidants, full of vitamins, full of minerals, and all it is is a color change. I'm not asking you to do any more or any less than that. Every meal that you, that you eat, have a look at it, when you're picking it, when you're choosing it, how can I add more color into that meal? And I guarantee you'll be fuller for longer, you'll feel better, your skin will improve, and it'll also help you to lose weight. That's four in, let's do a quick little recap so far. First thing, increase the intensity of your movement. Secondly, list and set some goals. Don't just drift along, remember? People with a plan, with a purpose, will run rings around someone who drifts. My third tip is stand, don't sit. Stand as much as you can during the day. My fourth tip is adding more color into your food. Very, very simple, but massive impacts in terms of change. Tip number five, you'll love this one. If you've listened to the podcast over the last 12 or 13 episodes, you'll know this is something I'm very, very passionate about. Or if you follow us online, my weekly lists tend to contain something to do with this. It's about having at least one hour a day phone free. Turn off the power, flip it over, and just do what you do when you're doing it. Adam Clayton touched on this as a form of mindfulness. That's exactly what it is. Going for lunch with your phone is not lunch. It's spending time online. It's engaging your brain. It's all of that light coming in through your eyes. Not good for your health. Not good for your downtime or your lunch break. By putting your phone away, you're looking around. You're talking to people. You're engaging. You're forgetting about being contactable for 60 minutes in your day. Now, I'm aware that might give several of our listeners palpitations because your chances are you're listening to the podcast on your phone right now. You're attached to it. Look at your text messages. Look at your emails. Look at your Google Maps. We're attached to our phones so much so that we get anxiety when we think of putting them away. If it's too big a leap, try for five minutes. Try for 10 minutes. And just build it up slowly and gradually to that full hour. You'll feel refreshed, you'll be less stressed, you'll think better, you'll have more energy, and you'll just feel healthier because you spend one hour just thinking about life or talking to people or interacting or just taking in your surroundings as opposed to being glued to your phone. I see it time and time again. And you know what? Sometimes I do it myself. Really busy day, I go for breakfast, I've had a really busy morning and I'm stuck to my phone, doing emails as I eat my porridge and have my warm water with lemon. And you know what? It's not good for you. It's not good for anything to do with health. So give it an hour. Try it. The extension of that, obviously we've touched on it before with our sleep expert, is having your your phone outside your room at nighttime. If you're a first-time listener to the podcast, I'm passionate about this. Put your phone outside your room and leave it there at nighttime. The phone should not be in the bedroom whatsoever. Tip number six. Coming from the phone in the bedroom. Sleep. We know how important sleep is. Again, this, our sleep expert was in several weeks ago talking about this. If you wake up in the morning tired, if you have a broken sleep, if you feel fatigued in the morning, chances are your sleep patterns and your sleep quality is really, really poor. We know that sleep trackers don't work. The proof is there for that. So don't rely on that. Rely on how you feel. You should wake up in the morning refreshed, feeling good, feeling ready for the day. If you're not, you need to look at improving your sleep pattern. What's the swap here? Well, the swap here is to improve it. 
Swap out all the stuff that's taking away from the quality of your sleep. So, reduce the light in your bedroom. Blackout blinds are really, really good. If it's in the summer with the heat we've been having lately, get a lighter duvet or just sheets. Take all technology out of your bed. If you have a television in your bedroom, swap it and get rid of it and replace it with books. For 30 minutes before you go to bed, you should have no screen, no blue light coming into your eyes whatsoever. Sit down, lie down, read a book, engage yourself in something, talk to your partner, but keep all technology out of your bedroom. If your mind is ticking over as you go to sleep, just like our guest was several weeks ago, use that list process. Write it down. Write down whatever's in your mind before you go to bed. If you wake up during the night, the very, very same thing. And the final tip in terms of sleep is look at your food. No caffeine for about two to three hours before bed. Lots of water instead. But that sleep swap is so crucial. Swap technology, swap light, make it dark, make it peaceful, and make it calm. That's really, really important. You're listening to The Real Health Podcast with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. In this episode, it's our 10 life-changing health swaps. As ever, you can get in touch. It's hashtag Real Health Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram, and it's realhealth at independence.ie. Okay, folks, it's tip number seven. This one's all about fluid and what you're drinking and what you're not drinking. It's something I get asked all the time. It's possibly the most popular question I get in sessions that we do in terms of corporate sessions and even with my clients in the gym. The answer, very simply, is water, water, and more water. The swaps here are no fizzy drinks, no diet drinks, no flavored water. No, they're not good for your health. Water is absolutely crucial. For health. We need two to three litres every single day. And that can be still or can be sparkling. Ideally, in my own opinion, it should be still. But once there's water going in, I'm happy out. If you find it too bland, you can flavour it. You can use mint. You can use cucumber. You can dice with some fruit. If you've left over fruit in the fridge and just put it into a jug, pour in the water and you have flavoured water. Whatever you do, don't add any sugar substitute that is not real fruit uh, because it's just basically sugar and it's not good for your health in any way, shape or form. And that's really, really important. Flavoured water, no. Flavour yourself or else put it back. No fizzy drinks. They're full of sugar. No diet drinks. They may be sugar-free, but they're full of aspartame and sweeteners, which is basically sugar just in a very different format. They're not healthy for you whatsoever. Water, folks, it's very simple. In terms of how much, two to three litres. The biggest thing people have is how do I know if I've drunk that many? How many glasses is that? Well, I tend to steer away from glasses because they're confusing. Let's make it very simple. Get a big bottle of water in the morning, about a litre and a half, a Volvic or one of the Ballygown bottles or the Evian bottles are generally a litre and a half. Two of those a day before you go to bed. That's the way to do it. It's visual target. Again, if you listen to the podcast, you know they're all about targets. But it's a visual target that's never going to go away. You can see it, you can track it, and you can drink it as the day goes on. Loads of water, the simple swap, no fizzy drinks, no diet drinks, no flavor drinks, no energy drinks. Just drink water. Uh, if you don't drink water currently, you will be going to the loo a lot for the first one to two days, trust me. <laughs> But that'll settle after a little bit of time. And that is important. We're going to talk about urine now in terms of water. Your urine should be clear when you go to the toilet. If it's not clear, you're dehydrated. Your urine in the morning is very, it's orange. It's almost very heavy yellow. That's because you're dehydrated from sleep. As you drink more water during the day, your urine should be clear. So do a little urine check on yourself today. See where hydration levels are at and aim for clear urine. (laughs) It's a little bit different, but it'll 
help you drink more water. And that's exactly what it's all about. Okay, tip number eight. Simple swap here is slow down and chew your food as opposed to wolfing it down like we always do. Irish people are terrible at the speed that we eat. By eating fast and not chewing your food, you're putting a huge amount more pressure on your stomach, your digestive system, and it takes longer to break down the food. Ideally, you should be chewing in your mouth for about 30 seconds there or thereabouts, making it far easier for your body to break down the food when it goes into your stomach. A really simple tip to do that is if you're out for a meal, if you're out for lunch, if you're out for dinner, put your knife and fork down in between each mouthful and just chew your food. And then take the knife and fork up, fill your mouth, put it down and chew your food. By slowing down your eating, it's so much better in terms of enzymes, in terms of nutrient release, in terms of how full you feel. We generally fill up about 20 minutes before it actually registers with our brain. Do you ever wonder why the Christmas Day effect, that feeling of sitting on the couch, opening the belt buckle, and having to fall asleep to process your Christmas Day dinner? A, it's because of such a quantity of food, but B, that's like the best dinner of the year. I love going home for that dinner. My mum makes a mean Christmas dinner. And you look forward to it so much that before you know it, it's gone. Because you've gone so, you've eaten so fast and so much, your body has to shut itself down, shut every other component of itself down, and put all the energy to the stomach to break down the food. So by slowing your eating down, you're helping your body absolutely massively. It will help you lose weight. You will fill up faster. You'll feel fuller and you'll feel better. And it's a simple change. Slow it down and chew it. Put your knife and fork down in between each mouthful. If you find that you take huge quantities of food in your mouthful and that's a problem, one tip I came across many, many, many years ago was using chopsticks when I had lunch or chopsticks when I had dinner. It's a smaller portion of food. It's easier to chew. It takes you about 15 seconds to chew it. And it's a slightly better process. And it teaches you something about slowing down. And it's very, very important. Okay, we're nearly there. Life swap number nine. This one's pretty cool and pretty simple. It's about making your life positive, not negative. I'll explain that for a sec. We're often a direct result of the people we surround ourselves with. If your social group is a negative one, if they spend all weekend in the pub, where are you going to spend your weekend? In the pub, chances are. If they spend their lunch break bitching about everyone else in work, chances are you're going to spend your lunch break bitching about everyone else in work too. We need O'Brien in... Uh, many weeks ago on the show talking about the twos go to lunch together and they have a good bitch and they tell each other that they're right well that's exactly the point surround yourself with people who are positive who are going a positive direction in terms of work in terms of health in terms of life in general do you feel good talking to them yes we want to be around them well become one of those people because chances are that's going to rub off on you one of the quotes, I love to read books, and a quote I came across many years ago, if you want to be an eagle, fly with the eagles. And that's exactly the point here. If you want to be successful in work, hang out with the positive, successful people who are making those changes up the, the corporate ladder. If you want to be fitter, train with people who are fitter than you. It took me four marathons to break four hours. I, my PB is 3.39. The year I did it, with 3.39, I ran with 3.30 marathon runners. And every session I went, I'll never forget it, every session I went out, I was the last one in, but I pushed my body harder by training with them than I did the previous two or three years training with people who ran at my pace. So by surrounding yourself with people who are positive, who are focused, that rubs off on you. 
But it also pushes back to you too about your own approach to life. Smile more. Be happier. Give positive feedback as opposed to negative feedback, as opposed to being grumpy. And all of a sudden you will attract more positivity and more happiness and more success by doing that. It's a very simple change, but one that will make an absolutely massive, massive difference. Okay, here we are. Number 10. How's that list going? I hope you're still writing down. If I'm going a little bit too quickly for you, you can recap, and I'm going to recap in a couple of minutes at the very, very end. There's been nothing too scary so far. And to finish with, well, this might scare some people. This may scare the male listenership to our podcast because they're generally very, very poor at doing this. The final tip and the final swap is to talk it out. Don't hold it in. What I mean by that is very simple. By holding in a problem, a worry, a concern, a feeling, an issue, it becomes a bigger problem. It becomes a bigger issue. You can almost feel the weight on your shoulders from not talking about it. And that festers in lots of ways. In terms of mental health, in terms of physical health, but also in terms of relationships. I'm sure listening in, if I was to ask you, do you have one person in your head who you need to talk to about something that will make you feel better? Guaranteed you can tell me, yes, you do. Have you taken that action? Chances are, no, you haven't. And that affects everything that you do. We're all built the same way. I have yet to meet someone who doesn't affect. So my tip here, my swap here, is to talk it out. Take up the phone, send a text message, send an email, meet them for lunch, meet them for coffee, or ring them on the phone. Talk at the issue and watch what happens. You will feel lighter. You'll have less pressure on your shoulders and you'll feel better, which will impact everything else in your life that it was affecting in a negative way before. We're getting a little bit deep here today on the Real Health Podcast. These are things that might scare you. And if they do, take it on. That's what it's going to be about. Okay, folks, here we go. The summary of our 10 life-changing health swaps for today's episode. Number one, increase the intensity of your movement as opposed to strolling. Swap strolling for intensity. Very, very simple. Tip number two, swap drifting for purpose. List and set some goals. Swap number three, stand, don't sit. Swap number four, color up your food and color up your plate. So no bland food, fill it with color and fill it with goodness. Tip number five, one hour phone free every single day. Swap number six was sleep. Remember, swap technology and bring in the darkness and the calmness. Number seven, was slow down your food. Don't eat so fast. Slow it down. Chew your food and enjoy your meal a huge amount more. Swap number eight is fizzy drinks, energy drinks, diet drinks. Swapping them for water. Two to three liters a day. Look for the urine color and make sure it's clear. Number nine is positivity, not negativity. Take the negative influences out of your life and swap them with positive. And finally, tip number 10 is talk it out don't hold it in. Over the course of the last 25 minutes or so on the Real Health Podcast, I've given you 10 life swaps that will dramatically improve your mental, physical, and emotional health. Between this episode and next, I want to give you a challenge. Try as many of those as you possibly can. Identify what ones you're going to try, 
and try them for the next seven days. Let me know how you get on. It's hashtag Real Health Podcast or Real Health at Independent.ie. Try it and see what a difference a really small change can make to your mental, physical, and emotional health. Have a fantastic week. Try your tips. And as ever, thank you so much for listening in. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.